Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Straight talk. No nonsense. Honest debate. This is The Roy Green Show. Spent a lot of time together today, very intensive time. And I would actually say that it worked out for both of us far better than anybody could have expected. So I'm just looking at uh, at a uh, posting on Twitter from Candace Malcolm, who was our guest yesterday, columnist with Post Media, and she writes, quoting Justin Trudeau, who knows where her mind was at, said Trudeau, of the woman he groped, from top male feminist to a victim-blaming schmuck, pathetic. Absolutely correct. So that's got to be another new one from Trudeau. Who knows where her mind was at? Yeah. I said we wouldn't be uh, speaking any more about Trudeau today, and we won't. But I don't think it's over. I really do not believe the situation is done. He thinks it is because he's that arrogant. But it's not over. U.S. Secretary of State Pompeo left uh, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Speaking of significant progress being made on the denuclearization of the DPRK, or at least on the communication between North Korea and the United States. And then the uh, DPRK countered with headlines accusing the United States of gangster tactics and raising the threat of North Korean nukes again. So this is, uh, now where where do we stand here? It was just a few weeks ago that the summit in Singapore took place and it's all hugs and smiles and talk about a great future. Stephen Mosher is an expert on China and North Korea. He's the author of uh, the book Bully, Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order. He's also the president of the Population Research Institute. And uh, Mr. Mosher has argued that North Korea is China. And Mr. Mosher, thank you very much for taking the time. And I guess there's a solid argument to be made there that that North Korea is really an extension of China. And uh, Kim will do what the Chinese tell him to do. And if that's correct, what kind of expectation did you have of Kim meeting with Donald Trump in Singapore And what did you make of the, we're all great friends now, we'll no longer have our combined military uh, uh, activities with with South Korea, and uh, the future's looking bright. How did you see that? Well, I mean, uh, North Korea is a tributary state of China, to be sure, right? It wouldn't exist if it weren't for China's intervention in the Korean War, on which they sent a quarter of a million troops down over the Yellow River into North Korea. But remember that all the Korean troops 
The Chinese troops, rather, were asked to leave after that fact. Uh, the Koreans, North and South, are patriots, and, and truth be told, really don't like uh, the Chinese all that much, much because China has occupied Korea for long centuries in the past. So there's an interesting relation dynamic there. Uh, it is true that uh, we can't hope to achieve anything in North Korea without China's support, because 90% of North Korea's trade uh, with the outside world is with, uh, with China. So if China goes away, if the China trade goes away, the, the North Korean economy grinds to a halt. If China keeps cheating on trade, then 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 uh, the North Korean economy can continue to chug along for a while. So so getting getting China on board is is key to resolving this issue. So was China uh, China essentially part of that meeting? Were they were they pulling the strings uh, on Kim when he was meeting with Donald Trump? No, I don't I don't think so. I think that uh, that 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 Kim was 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 put in a pretty good box. Uh, by the Trump administration, which, remember, number one, got his attention. Uh, in a way, nobody has ever talked to the little princeling, uh, the scion of the Kim dynasty, the way that uh, President Trump did. Uh, anyone who did in North Korea would have been would have been executed, probably in some particularly brutal way. Uh, number two, of course, the, the sanctions regime was put in place, and, and that's the right way to do it. In the past, we've tried to reward North Korea into good behavior. Uh, we'll give you money, and then you can stop your nuclear program. And that never worked. We gave them money, and they just used it to bolster their nuclear program. Now we've sanctioned them. And the sanctions continue in place. I mean, whatever happens from this point forward, the sanctions regime is not going to be lifted unless and until uh, we start seeing uh, true denuclearization. So, um, and, and finally, of course, he got uh, the Trump administration, uh, uh, Putin, and Kim uh, Xi Jinping, uh, Kim's friend in China, to sit on the sidelines. They've been spoilers in past talks. I mean, we had these interminable talks going on 2004 to 2011 called the six-party talks. And, of course, you had Russia and China and South Korea, Japan, the United States, North Korea, sitting around the table talking forever, and, and nothing got done. I mean, we all know the bigger the committee, the, the less uh, actual work gets done. So so Trump got him two-on-two, two, I think laid out a couple of alternatives. Now, of course, uh, uh, this... This, this fire and fury, Now, Mr. Mosher, unfortunately, the, uh, the, con- the connection with your phone is, uh, is not the greatest. You know, I've said many times we put a man on the moon, but we can't uh, perfect the, the, uh, the signal for, uh, for a mobile phone. Um, is there a chance you can move a little bit? Uh, we can try and see if it's any better? Yes, let me do that. See if we and, can do uh, Yeah, that's much better. So North um, North Korea is starting to play, seeing if its tri- typical tactics work. And, of course, its typical tactic is to, to uh, engage in negotiation, sort of start-stop fashion, and demand concessions from from the United States. Pompeo didn't give him any, and so they're upset at their usual that their usual tactics haven't worked. Um, and I don't think they will work. I think the sanctions may very well stay in place, have to stay in place for another six months, another year, and and then we'll see what uh, what Kim does when the lights start to go out in in Pyongyang itself. And and China could turn those lights out at, at any time. Well, it's, it's China, of course, buying uh, trainloads of coal from North Korea that helps fund, fuel the North Korean economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are other things we can do as well. The sanctions regime can be tightened further. 
Uh, we've gotten China to go along with the sanctions regime, and that means that uh, that, that trade across the border has, has slowed way down. Uh, we could also ask countries to send the tens of thousands of North Korean workers, let's call them what they really are, uh, slave labor back home. Uh, the North Koreans go overseas on contracts signed by their government. Most of their wages go back to Kim, Kim Jong-un and the North Korean regime. They get to keep very little. Uh, and, and the third thing we can do, of course, is, uh, is, is, is try to keep uh, North Korean ships in port so that uh, international shipping that engages in with countries like uh, Iran and Syria is, uh, is cut down. I, uh, I have a quote from you, or I have an understanding that you said, as far as Kim giving up on the nukes is concerned, it's either going to be done quickly or not at all. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think that uh, that Kim made a decision to uh, to denuclearize. I think he he was either uh, trying to deceive uh, Donald Trump into thinking that he was sincere, or he truly was sincere. And 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 my um, uh, my sense is that when we ask for a complete list of where all the uh, missile production sites were, the nuclear production facilities were, the nuclear storage locations where the 20 to 30 nuclear weapons that, that North Korea already, already has are stored that, that they balked at that without uh, other things like removing all U.S. troops from South Korea, which, which isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. The, the denuclearization comes first. Everything else comes subsequent to that. So every parent alive knows that you don't reward bad behavior. We've tried to reward bad behavior in the past, got nowhere. Now we're punishing bad behavior, and the punishment will continue until the bad behavior stops. How, how do the Chinese... Excuse me, how do the Chinese view Kim as opposed to his father and grandfather? Where does he rank as far as the Chinese being favorably disposed toward any of that family? Where does he rank? Well, I think that, uh, I think that the Chinese government, uh, the Chinese party state, we should say, uh, headed by Xi Jinping, had a very different leader in mind for, for North Korea. Uh, they had Kim Jong-un's half-brother, uh, in mind, because his half-brother is very close to the Chinese regime, has visited China on many occasions in the past, and and has been, um, um, you know, he was the guy who was assassinated in, in, in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia last year with a chemical weapons attack that was carried out by, under the orders of Kim Jong-un, his half-brother. So that was the guy that uh, China had in place to be on the uh, Kim dynasty throne in Pyongyang. Um, so, you know, relations uh, between between Kim and, and Xi Jinping are, are probably not close, uh, given, given, given that past. But Kim has nowhere else to turn. I mean, if he doesn't look south, he's got to look north across his border to China. And, and there are dangers for him in, in, in both directions. We have assured him that we're not interested in regime change. But the fact is, if he, if he goes south, if he, if he opens the door to trade and tourism and he lets his people, 25 million starving North Koreans, see how wealthy and prosperous the South has become, precisely because of trade with Japan and the United States, North Korea's hated enemies, it's going to be very hard to keep, keep repressing the legitimate demands of the North Korean people for a better life. So he's really, you know, he's in trouble if he does and in trouble if he doesn't. Do you believe that the, the nuclear threat from Kim is still something to be terribly concerned about, as concerned as we were six months ago or a year ago, or do you think that's been abated somewhat? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, he's still got his nuclear weapons. We don't know exactly how many he has, and he's not apparently willing to tell us at this point. The show destruction of the mountain 
uh, that was carried out in North Korea uh, in front of journalists who had to travel uh, 10 hours by train in, in cars where the windows were closed so they couldn't see outside. Uh, I mean, all they saw was a couple of explosions. That mountain may still be usable through other tunnels for no, more nuclear weapons tests, but they've certainly got other sites they could carry the tests out. So, I mean, the, the, the program still exists. The threat is still there. I, I think he knows that he's dealing with now with... Uh, with an American president who's not uh, a typical politician. I mean, whatever you want, whatever you think about Donald Trump, he is not a typical politician. He's not inter- interested in a show deal. He's not interested in posturing. He's interested in in in, in a real denuclearization of North Korea. He'd like to bring uh, American troops home from South Korea. They've been there a long, long time. But I don't think that will happen unless unless we 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 clean out uh, the nuclear weapons cache that little uh, Kim is sitting on completely. Well, if if Kim looks at what he has and looks where the threat is, as you pointed out, and then he looks at China and sees the relationship that he has with Beijing at the moment, and then he looks at Donald Trump, and uh, he had that face-to-face meeting. He looks at the United States. He did get to see what was uh, what was going on in South Korea. Does he not stand to realize that his his chances of getting a a, a deal that would be advantageous to him? would be greater dealing with Trump in the United States than possibly China. Well, I mean, you'd think he would because because the United States has no territorial ambitions on the Korean Peninsula. We don't we don't really want to be on the Korean Peninsula. We'd like to bring our troops home. I, I, we certainly know that the Trump administration's view is that American troops overseas should 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 come home whenever possible. He's reducing our presence in, in Iraq and, and would like to cut down the number of troops. I think we're at 29,000 in South Korea. Um, but uh, and, and, and Kim has to look north and, and, and see that the Chinese government expanding in all directions. I mean, the, the, the Chinese uh, um, government has made claims against the Japanese and the Senkaku Islands, and, and they've even claimed they were even making claims to Okinawa not very long ago. They've made claims to the entire South China Sea. They've got troops on the border with India that are moving into territory that's claimed by India. So, so I, I would think that if I were Kim, I would be very worried that China might start looking hungrily over the, the Yalu River at North Korea and think, well, we, we, we could easily occupy this country. We've got a quarter of a million troops on the border with North Korea right now uh, that could, could easily move into the country. So, uh, you know, he's, he's caught between two very, very powerful forces, and, and I think he'd get a better deal from South Korea, a better deal from uh, from the United States, a better deal from the rest of the world uh, in lifting the sanctions than he would get from from China. And he would get that deal without the threat of of being overwhelmed, dominated, and occupied the way that that Korea has been dominated and occupied in the past. And and, and one more thing, you know, when when North Korean women go into China and work, uh, if they uh, get involved with a Chinese man and become pregnant, when those North Korean women go back into North Korea, and they're pregnant by a Chinese man, the government insists on their having an abortion because of, of they don't want mixed babies in Korea. Well, I'd like to take a break, and then when we come back, uh, spend a few minutes with you on, on your book, uh, Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order, and perhaps ask you about, since you mentioned uh, children, the, uh, the Chinese have relaxed their one-child policy, what has that done for them or to them? We'll come back with uh, Steve Mosher on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. On uh, We'll talk about China next. Bully of Asia, why China's dream is the new threat 
to world order. Stephen Mosher, my guest, will come back. You're only as good as your word, and he stands by his. This is the Roy Green Show. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show at the Roy Green Show, and the webpage is RoyGreenShow.com. Stephen Mosher is an expert, one of the world's foremost experts on China and an expert on North Korea, the satellite state of China, of course. His book is Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order. He's also the president of the Population Research Institute. Uh, Mr. Mosher, the Chinese have relaxed their one-child policy. And for some people I've talked to, they say, well, look at China. They're almost like the West. Look at their, they've become so modernized. And, and then there are people who will argue, look, China, the world would probably be better off if it were influenced more by China than the United States. What do you say to all of that, uh, all of that, that thinking? Well, you know, Roy, it looks a bit different if you are if you were in an operating room in China in 1980, as I was. I was the first American scholar allowed into China after the normalization of relations between the United States and the People's Republic of China. I was then at Stanford University. I was teaching at the University of California at Berkeley. And, and the one-child policy began when I was there, and women were arrested for the crime of being pregnant. Uh, with an illegal child. These children, of course, were their second and third and fourth children that had been conceived when it was legal to have a second, third, and fourth child. And suddenly the state had declared they were, their children were illegal. These women were, in some cases, seven, eight, and nine months pregnant. Uh, they were given uh, by the state cesarean section abortions. Uh, the babies were killed by lethal injection first, and then the cesarean section was intended to remove the, uh, the, the body. Uh, and, you know, if you're, if you're in the operating room when that's happening and women are crying and sobbing and, and, and begging, begging for mercy, uh, it kind of puts the one-child policy in a rather, rather dark light. It does. Uh, I was happy two years ago, when, when in 2015, in fact, three years ago now, that Xi Jinping declared that China was now moving to a two-child policy. But guess what? The babies have not been forthcoming the way that the Chinese party state would like. And so now they've said that they're probably, by the end of the year, by the end of 2018, they're going to abandon all birth uh, restrictions altogether and going to enable uh, young couples to have to have as many children as they want. The trouble right. is young couples... Mr. Mosher, Mr. Mosher, I'm sorry. I have to, uh, sorry I have to interrupt you. I've done a terrible job of managing the clock here, and we're literally out of time. I would like to continue the discussion, the conversation with you, though, going forward in uh, another weekend or two, if that'd be all right. I look forward to it. All right. We'll call you then. Thanks so much for understanding. Stephen Mosher, and uh, his book is Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order. We will have him back. This North Korea story is not going away anytime soon. We'll come back and wrap up in just a minute.